everybody. Happy New Year. Craig and Pete coming at you live. Recording today, January 10th. Starting out 2022, Craig. <clears throat> we started. What did you do for New Year's, buddy? I um I was uh ostracized by my community. Because oh, oh, I tested I tested positive for the uh corona light. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I was uh I was um not able to execute my lovely New Year's plans. What did you do, bud? And we uh we did about the same. We did about the same. It was a, you weren't a with family New Year's. Uh-huh. You weren't you were just the fam? Um no, we we went we went out um for a, we had some people over and then uh and then kind of just celebrated with the kids. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. I blew off uh some fireworks in the cul-de-sac. Yeah, we did that too, which yeah. is funny. I didn't know you could buy fireworks at Costco. But oh, I didn't know that either. In Georgia. I thought they were illegal in Georgia. Those are Kirkland fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Kirkland fireworks. Next year. Next year. When bulk fireworks are necessary. So, Craig, um, the podcast today I want to talk about is apropos for the beginning of the year, I think. I think it's always nice in the beginning of the year to set your compass, set your GPS, set your coordinates to what you want your year to look like. And for so many of us, you know, you, you finish a year and you're, and you're grinding to finish, to get to revenues, right. And saying, this was our goal. And usually it's a revenue goal and you grind and you get to the break and you're like, okay, either you did it or you didn't. But the, the break, I think Christmas break and new year's when, when that, when the world goes kind of off grid a little bit, I think it gives you time to recalibrate. And like Naval says, I think you, you, you train, you sprint, you rest and you reassess. And I think this is the reassess period. And for so many of us who, who either hit that goal or are now in the mode of, of, of setting up a new goal for their practice or their life, you're saying, well, you know, you, you inherently go up, right? You inherently want, want more. So if I hit $1 last year, maybe I want to hit $1.20 this year, so to speak. But you have to ask yourself, because I think sometimes goals will set us up for failure because the output the, the dollar 20 is the output of the year, right? It's the equal sign of the equation that you're about to enter into. If you don't change your inputs, then you can probably expect $1 again. And maybe I'm being a little bit too convoluted with what I'm saying, but, but hoping and saying that you're going to have a 20% increase this year. And I will ask you, are you doing new hiring? No. Are you doing new training? No. Are you doing new marketing? No. Are you building out a new office? No. Are you expanding your office? No. Well, let me tell you, you're probably not going to hit that 20% because you didn't change any of your outputs. You're not learning a new skill. You're not learning something to take to the market. So that 20% is just hopium and it just feels good. So until you change the level of your inputs to then reverse engineer what you want to see in your outputs, it's an active futility in my opinion. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, um, I think that... Uh... The first decision is is knowing what you want, what you want to achieve, and then the second decision is is knowing all the layers that of work that go into it. And I think uh, we're all guilty of setting up goals that are. I think we spend more time in the execution of the goal than in the thought of what goal we should create. There's a, um, you know, whether it's it, it's it's the Gary V type of mentality, but there's this idea of constant, never ending improvement in all areas of your life. And the new year uh, is a time to take inventory and feel the need to step on some form of gas pedal. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that people, you know, it's asked so frequently of us as business owners, like, what do you want to achieve for next year? It's like, okay, well, I got to grow. I got to grow. So it's like, a, mm-hmm. we regurgitate it a 20%, you know. Well, what's interesting though, is let me pause right here because we actually had an office hours and part of the mastermind. We were actually talking about goals and KPIs and results and things like this, right? And to your point, right? It was like, well, I guess I have to grow. And then one of our members was like, but, but I'm probably on the verge of a breakdown. Well, so, actually, yeah, the call was really cool. I missed it, but I watched the recording and it was like, what's the, 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 it was at the end of the call. And your question was, what's the most important KPI? And everybody's kind of, there's a resounding answer for, you know, hygiene reappointment and stuff like that. And then the guy you're talking about, is like, Hey, just want to let you know, I crushed all the goals and I crushed my spirit as well. That's what he said. I crushed my soul or my spirit. So I got to the proverbial destination line and I've almost lost myself in the process. So I think it's a really good place to start because we're all at the beginning of a new year. And um, if the goal is not, is going to crush your spirit, if you're going to get a couple more dollars and you're going to wind up really freaking unhappy, we're already leading the chart, unfortunately. And you know, all the categories that we don't want to be leading suicide, divorce, all that crap. Like Dennis, we're not doing well holistically um, as far as the achievement and fulfillment cycle. We're making money. We're not happy. So I think that people jump really reflexively to a a goal and it's not their goal, you know, and it sounds good, right? It sounds great. Craig, and on that call, like you said, you weren't on it. And I said, look, look, stop, whatever you're about to say in terms of numbers and this, I was like, the only KPI that matters right now is you. Meaning like you are not a robot. We are not dental, dental robots who go in and more output, more output, more output. It must increase. I was like, you know, if, if, if you don't start take inventory of the way you're feeling right now, you know, you're not going to be around to take advantage of all the blessings of these KPIs, right? So it, we got to fix that. Meaning that people go into dark, dark places when you feel like you're just on this, on this hamster wheel that you don't, um, but no purpose, right? And you feel burnt out and like, what else? And the irony is, Greg, as the, I, there was a dichotomy on the call of KPIs and let's crush it and let's look at this and let's analyze this and here's these dashboards, right? And then there was the, uh, there was the human side of it, which, which evolved later in the call. And it was just, it was hands down my favorite, like kind of conversational mastermind call because it involved all the things. Um, and and it was and it was great to see that like yes we can look and dig into numbers and, and squeeze like you said the hygiene reappoint number but the ultimate day we we need to take inventory of how we are and I think going back to what I opened up with my kind of opening monologue was the inventory of you is 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 a the beginning of the year is a great time to do it right because you and are in control there aren't these all these stimuli coming at you yet that, you know you're not in July where it's like oh shit I'm in the throes of it you have a chance right now to 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 be proactive and not have to be reactive to what life's about to get you like start planning for these contingencies, right? Start getting this training. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to market this differently. We're going to, we're going to boost this. Be proactive now because you control that as opposed to waiting for these arrows to come at you. And I assure you they're coming this year, right? That's like, just like they came at you last year, just like they came at you the year before. I'm not, I'm not painting a doom and gloom situation. Um, but it's just so fun to make sure that you, it's just so funny to see brother Craig, that, that a lot of times the goals that we set are a arbitrary and B just hopium because yeah. we didn't change anything. Well, the guy that mentioned his, his, his soul crushing experience, 
Um, you know how I always harp on vision. I called him the next day. I know we both call him and I, I spoke to him for about 45 minutes or so. And I was like, what was the reason why the goal? What was the reason for the goal? And he had mm-hmm. no reason. So he had obs- an obscure goal that meant nothing to him. It's not like I want to get to X dollars so that I can bonus my team and they don't, my team doesn't have to worry about, you know, money insecurity or it, there was no other reason just like, why not this? So he had an obscure goal that meant nothing to him and he achieved it. So when you have a goal that means nothing to you and you achieve that goal, it will mean nothing to you. So, you know, what we're talking about here really, I mean, and I, I don't want to, is, is inputs and outputs and getting results. And the, the thing that I highlighted from before was, you know, as you're saying right now, like your success depends on the quality of your inputs, Mm -hmm. but ultimately we have to define success as deliberate lifestyle design. What is success for you? Peter Bolin is different from everybody's got a different idea and you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble if you don't define what success looks like. So at the beginning of the year here. If you could create goals that actually mean something for you, yeah, that actually translate into something first, right. that's the first thing, because you're going to skip over that part. Well, they I give purpose Rob, to the goal, right? Right. I asked Rob, I'm like, well, why didn't you do a vision? Well, you know, I just, I don't know. It's too hard. It's hard to think about it. So what happens is we're looking for the easy thing. And, you know, they heard on here, they heard somewhere else. Yeah, I grew 20%. I grew 20% last year. Mm-hmm. Grew it. Oh my God, that's great. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And then you go through the tyranny of how, okay, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to do Perio Protect. I'm going to go get this machine. I'm going to go take that course, you know, or I'm going to go to the Bulletproof Summit. I'm going to learn all these marketing hacks and, you know, all these different things and, and implement them. And they'll get that result. They'll get it. But those who have never taken the first step to figure out the why will get there and be miserable. And the ultimate failure is to get everything you wanted and still be unhappy. If you don't get what you want and you're unhappy, at least you have an excuse That's why lottery winners are so oftentimes reporting lower levels of happiness after they win the lottery because money was the problem. They said, well, you know, shit, I can't pay the bills and I can't go to vacation. All of a sudden you get $40 million dropped in your lap. It's awesome for a year or two. And all of a sudden you like, you realize, shit, I'm still unhappy. And the worst thing to be is to be unhappy without a reason, unhappy without a reason. That's the worst failure. Um, Did you, um, did you by chance look at that monk manual that Michael sent out? Michael Bershon, did you by chance see that Michael giving you a shout out here? What was the, what was it? It was basically for the end of the year. It's basically goals and looking at life through simplicity and, and, uh, and it it basically, it's a worksheet that you go through. It's called the monk manual and, and, Lacey, kind of, I know you're listening. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Maybe you could post that PDF and the notes here that people. You can have it, but it basically is a worksheet and it takes a couple hours to go through. And Craig, you said it was, you know, going back to your example of asking Rob, it, you know, it's hard, it's hard to do things, but it, it was asking good questions. This monk manual that Michael sent, it, it asked very good questions about kind of your, your desired primary outcome of what you want to see. And then it asking like, well, how's, how are you going to get there? And then kind of what's going to stand in the way and then kind of what's it going to deliver for you? Like, so to your point. And it was really fun to go through. I went through it in the first of the year and actually wrote it out um, and, and used it. So I think it's a it's a good tool, right, Craig? I know you always bust on the, the you know the tools and stuff. No, I think it's a good tactic. It's a good mechanism. The mechanism is spending time alone with yourself in your thoughts and like, what do you really want? Because I always say, I'm like, I'm looking at my, my big thing. It's, you know, the one ticket, the one life. I think it, you know, what you don't want to do is get to the end and be like, God dang, all that for what? 
And you, we have the chance every year to kind of redesign what we want to do. It's going to be this many vacations, it's going to be this many life experiences. It's going to be, I'm going to eat well, I'm going to do this. We have the chance to be the architect of our lives every year, every day, but every year it's nice to kind of lay the framework. So I know we've got kind of all over the place. Well, no, it's, it's important. And and the reason why I grabbed the book, by the way, I know you saw me reach for our book. There's a, there's a line in our book and it says life's ultimate um, bottom line is your happiness. Life's ultimate mm-hmm. ROI is your happiness. And people will come to you and I and be like, should I do this? Should I do that? Is this a good investment? Should I buy this? And then as you and I peel back the onion, well, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know, you know, and it's like you realize you're, an- you're answering tactical questions that are really not a fair snapshot of what it is. Like, I mean, should you have children, Peter? It's like, is it a good ROI to have children? Oh. No. You know, should you get married when most wedding, when most marriages end in divorce, statistically speaking, you know, no, all these decisions are, you know, if we answer them at face value, it's a resounding no, but the, the nuances of decisions and happiness are yours to, to discover on your own. And I think that we have a crisis of people that have unexamined lives. You know, I think it was Thoreau that said the unexamined life is not worth living. So actually people are living other people's lives. That's what it is that you were told to do this. You were told to do that. And now you're just on your way doing that. And if I could do one thing for dentistry, and I know you feel the same way is let me help you achieve the goal that you really, really want to achieve. And any other goal, I don't want to waste your time. I'll help you, but we're wasting each other's times. And, and we've done that. Like I'll give a shout to Mimi, you know, Mimi, you know, from uh, uh, in, in LA, Westlake Smile Studio, you know, really powerful vision, figured out what she wanted to do. She wanted to own a house in Calabasas. She wanted this. She wanted her practice to do this. Why, why, why? Because it would make her feel great. She felt really good about it and drive a team and blah, blah, blah. And she hit it all. And she feels amazing. She's living her best life ever. Same exact result from another person. He's like, my soul was crushed. I crushed my goal. I crushed my soul. That's failure. That's failure. Well, it's no, I think it's not failure. I think it's a, it's just a time to it, audit that way. You're well, it's not a final saying. failure. I'm not trying to be harsh on Rob, but it's not, no. it's, it was not. A, I thought it, it was beautiful. Like acknowledging it, it that it was like, Hey, this, this is not sustainable. Hey everyone, newsflash, save this date. Our 2022 summit will be taking place on June 2nd through 5th in Nash, Vegas, Tennessee. Sign up to receive summit updates at bulletproofsummit.com or stay connected with all things Bulletproof by joining our network at bulletproof.dental. So let's move from this one. I want to go to the next kind of point I have here which is that as people, as we move forward in the year, identify, like live the 80-20 lifestyle. Okay, Craig. And what that is, is like, we all have superpowers and 80% of our outcomes. And most things we do in life come from 20% of our inputs, right? That's the Pareto principle or the Pareto rule. Um, and, it's, and it's easy to understand that in your life, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, you know, that, that, it's not just in your business. It's probably in your life. So sometimes we spend our time very inefficiently. And if we all are given God given superpowers, which I truly believe we are, I truly believe this. You have different gifts bespoke to you that I do, Greg, right. Than Lacey does. Than all the people we we just mentioned in this podcast, it's incumbent upon you and the people that depend on you to find those superpowers so that you can double down on that. You can double down on that and become, become really efficient 
with your life, which, and I think it makes everyone around you uh, prosper. And I also think that it makes you a lot more fulfilled and it doesn't get into this soul sucking, soul crushing mentality. Right. Which as a leader, when you, when you dabble in the shit that you're not good at, that Mm -hmm. drives you batty, you become a shitty person. And the, the other thing that you're really good at is encumbered by that. So it's like the oxygen mask on yourself first. So like I, I, I carry a list. I have a list, Craig, of things that like, and I've gotten obviously over the years, it's gotten less and less, but I used to write like the shit. I love this, my day, right. The shit I love doing today, the shit I hate doing today. And that's literally what the piece of paper said. And it, it was a line down there. And I'd be like, I hated having to go to the dry cleaners and I hated having to, you know, have this HR conversation. Right. And so my goal, be, but I love doing, you know, this veneer preparation and, and the end, right. I love doing the marketing. I loved all these things. So I started to identify the inventory of my life because it's all the, it's all the ingredients of your life that make up to, Oh, I feel worn out or, Oh my gosh, I feel supercharged. Right. Yeah. And what, and not the that there's out. more of one right. ingredient, it's just putting the right ingredients in the bucket. Very good so, distinction. You can actually do more work that's energy creating more hours, more work, more output and feel good work. about it. Yeah. And, or do less work and feel crushed by it. So figuring out what you like and what you don't. But playing awesome. the, like the woe is me card, which you see so many people do, well, I had to do this. No, you, no, you technically you didn't either. You're a control freak or you just didn't want to let go of it, but like, don't do shit in your life. If you can afford to offset or delegate to someone who can do it 80% as good as you can. I know we all think we do it hundred percent perfectly, but and you do not like it, find that. Meaning I said, okay, here's the shit I don't like to do list. As soon as someone can do it 80% as good as me, I'm getting it off of this plate. And I'm going to double down on the stuff I like to do more of. More, and, and recognizing right? also that that list is going to evolve. Yes. Totally. And it's going to change over time. So you're going to say, wouldn't my life be great if I could just do more of this and less of that? And you do that for two, three years and you're like, you know what? I miss doing this or I miss doing that. So just recognize that you're, it's, gonna, it's always going to change. And I think we as humans feel inconsistent because like, you know, in 2018, we said, wouldn't it be cool if all I could do is implants, placing my own implants. And I had associates doing all the other dentistry. And then you do it. You're like, oh shit, I don't like this anymore. I was getting old. I want to do this. And I think in life, we tend to make very large turns and we, oh, we, sure. we paint with broader brush strokes. Oh, I and do for sure. When, when it's come, <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. And when it comes to the, the deliberate lifestyle design, micro, micro movements, micro yeah. course corrections, because a new endeavor started after five years, you're really far from the starting point. You really veered because life, you change directions. It's no big deal in a month or two. But when you change directions, like a course correction in a boat, if you're two degrees off and you're five you know, hours into the course, you are thousands of miles off your trajectory. Yeah, the, the analogy is a flight from New York to LA, right? If it doesn't set its GPS and nail it, if it's off by one degree, it lands in Tijuana. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So we don't have, we, we, there's two things at work. There's course correction and time. So you say something, you make a definitive statement. I only want to do Invisalign. I only want to do, you know, implant therapy. That's all I want to do. And then like after five years of that, you're far from the, where you started. So I think it's just important, like, you know, this year is going to be for this. It's this a continual audit, though, is my point, Craig, because nothing has to be permanent. So you can't yeah. bellyache about, well, I'm doing all this shit I don't want to do. Okay, well, that's a you problem, not a me problem or, or them problem. That's a you problem. You can or you can engineer your way out of it. And you just have it, but it's going to be intentional and there may be some hard work and you may have to do some excessive training to, to get it off of your plate. But I assure you on the other side of that is 
is more time in your freedom zone, more time in your prosperous zone, more time in your superpower zone where you feel right. fulfilled and yep. you're better. You're better in the ecosystem for everyone yeah. around you. And that's important. That's what I was saying before. You have to take inventory of that. If you're doing something that turns you into a raging lunatic and you're not good for your team, you are destroying everybody around you. So you have to put the, you have to create some level of awareness to protect yourself and put yourself in the best situation. It's the air, it's the uh, um, oxygen mask idea. Mm -hmm. You've got a, a depressurized plane. Your baby is crying. The, the, the thing to do is put the oxygen mask on them, but right. you only have 15 seconds of oxygen left. You're going to be fumbling. You're going to, it's like bailing out a drowning swimmer. If the swimmer, the swimmer can drown both of you. So it's a really important analogy to recognize you have to, this is for yourself and, and for yourself in service to other people. There's a famous quote. It says life serves those which serve more life, like life supports life. So you have to figure out your identity of how to support other people as well. It's not just what makes me happy because you know what? Drinking beer makes me happy actually, Pete, but not every fucking day. Like, you know what I mean? Like how many days in a row being in a boat can make me happy. But, you know, I've been in a boat for two, you know, almost two weeks. And it's like, okay, I want to get back to life. Okay. So I think there's those micro adjustments and, and, and recognizing what, what it is, but you have to, your fulfillment is deeply tied to helping yeah. other people. It's like the titration of your life, right? Like yep. one more drop. Let's see how that feels. All right. That was not good. Let's put that drop yeah. back in. Back it right? up, back it up. Yep. But you're constantly analyzing. I think that is, but we're not, that is we're not allowed to point. do that though, Pete, that conversation oh. is like, what do you mean? You don't know what you want. You're 40 years old. You should, what do you mean? You don't know if you want to open a second. Pro I just don't know. Don't know really know. And the, the less certain you are about knowing yourself, I think the more grace you can give yourself and you don't speak in such definitive terms. I'm happy. This, this year was a good year. Next year, you know, I'm going to try out this too and see what happens. Mm -hmm. You know what? There's no, there's no problem. Been there, done that. You know, and I, I love. I like what being, you just said. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. Like, well, it's said, just being like the architect of your life. You know, like I've, I've in some years I was really focused on like my aviation aspect. You know, I really wanted to nail being an instrument rated pilot. And, you know, I really wanted to keep going with that. That was all about it. This year I'm really focused on outside of, you know, my work. I'm really focused on the ranch actually, Pete. I'm really getting into like the understanding of like cattle production and trying to see if I can make a go at the meat business. It's fascinating to me because in my own domain, I'm a master in many different ways, maybe not family and, and all that, but in, in many domains, I'm a master and I go out there and I'm a moron. You know, my mm -hmm. ranching partner, Kevin is always like, you didn't see that. I was like, no, I didn't even notice that. Because they're so slow. He sees everything. He sees that tree that died. He sees the yeah, grass. Yeah, but he has, just like in dentistry, you've put in the 10,000 hours, right? Going yeah. back to my whole Bible, you are the expert in this, right? right? Just like he's put in the 10,000 more, right? So it's, I love how you're dropping yourself into an entirely different context right. and environment. And it's stimulating. And being a novice. You I, actually I'm, are embracing, embracing feeling like an idiot. I love it. I am such an idiot. I'm like, can you not be mad at me if I ask you a question? Because he's like mad. He's like, how the hell do you not see that? What are you dumb, boy? Yeah, what are you dumb? I'm like, no, I'm actually very accomplished. I just didn't notice that. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating for me to be a novice, a real novice. I don't see any of it. I'm like, how do you even see what I don't see? It's like when you're a beginner baby dentist and like, the, you know, they do a crown and you do a crown. You didn't see that periodical pathology. You didn't even notice it. You didn't right. notice the collapse bite. What do you mean? How'd you know they were collapsed? Well, look, this person's 28 years old. Their teeth are short. Right. You see all look that? The oh, lower third of their face. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. notice VDO. You're just seeing the broken number 30 for right. a crown. Right. And you're thinking, so it's just, holy shit, I hope I don't miss a step. Kind of thing, right. right? So it's, it's just this, you know, the, it, there's a parallel in life and in dentistry. Then a certain, you and I are at points in our career where we've like been there, done a lot of different things. So we're looking, we're, we're constantly reinventing things to challenge us. And I think that's, um, that's an exercise in fulfillment as well, as long as we're not attached to the success of it. So like you and I meet failure oftentimes, you know, recently on one specific thing with our, with our thing with Sammy and like, okay, what's next. And just so happens that you and I have very, you know, we've done that culture index when you and I have very high inventiveness ratios, like our numbers, you and I want to go to a different Starbucks every day of the week. Cause we think it's cool. You and I want to try on different things. You and I want to dabble. And that mm. is adaptive for our happiness. We're like, well, okay, that didn't work. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try that. So I think for those that don't have that, this is important to hear that you can actually, you don't have just one career. You don't have just one experience. If you're burnt out with dentistry, change your dentistry. Dentistry, every dental practice I've ever walked in might as well be an entirely different industry. We tend to look at it with a very myopic glass that it's everything is one way, but you can pivot your entire practice this year if you want, if you wish to. You could drop insurance. You could go. Isn't that freedom? Some, like, God dang, there's no one telling freedom. you what you can and can't do. And that's, yeah. and that's you scary hear, at times, you want, Craig. You want to hear the opposite? I worked out on Wednesday. Um, I was not feeling well. My trainer didn't think I was showing up on Wednesday. I decided to show up. He put a, a pediatric urologist in with me. Um, this guy named um, um, Chuck. So Chuck and I are working out. Chuck's 63. At the end, I know I'm from t- around town. I'm like, he's like, did you hear I'm not practicing at the hospital anymore? I was like, no. I mean, aren't you like the best? Like he worked on like some really famous golfers and stuff like that. He's a very well-known guy. And he's like, yeah, they, they terminated my contract. I'm like, well, what happened? He's like, well, the hospital administrator hired another, had me hire a surgeon because they said we were really busy and they had me train them and the guy's working for less money and they literally fired me. I was like, so work over here he's like oh no no i'm operating in virginia now craig i was like what do you mean you live in delray he's like yeah i go up and i have to operate in virginia the the subject of his is he is completely beholden to the hospital system and the hospital system the non-compete is not just for that hospital it's for every hospital they own and they own every hospital so imagine the frustration that this person has you know, and, and they, they don't have, you know, we in dentistry, yes, it's healthcare, but it's kind of like healthcare plus retail. The freedom is immense. It's immense to do whatever you want to do. Maybe it's actually selling your practice because you realize you're a darn good dentist and you just hate dealing with all the HR. Maybe if you could just sell your practice and go work with somebody else where you could just show up and do the dentistry, you could realize that's your 80, 20, right? You know, why, why do you have to be good at everything? I got zero hours of HR, business, marketing. Every training that you and I have received was the school of hard knocks. Mm-hmm. And all the training that I had about dentistry was actually dollar for dollar equal reward input and output. I learned how to do, you know, clear line of therapy. I employed that. I learned how to do a crown prep. I employed that immediately. Business, you get the experience and then you have to put it into the equation and it may or may not work. It's really hard. And I think there's a narrative, and I always say it, that supports this idea that you're supposed to be a business person. And if you're not good at business, you're not going to be graded as a dentist. 
there is, I'm here to say it again, and I've said it many times. If you love dentistry and don't like all the other stuff, fix that this year, fix it this year. And, and I think that's awesome. I think that's a great exercise. We're going to wrap it here. As far as the 80, 20 thing, Peter. Yeah. You know how many times Peter and I have gone through a P and L and I've had to say to somebody, you know, do you love owning your practice? And if you don't love it, it's actually costing your money because if you went to work for Peter, for, you know, one of the good DSOs that are out there and they paid you 32% of your production, 32% of your labs, you'd actually make 50 grand more or 70 grand more. That's a very humbling piece of data to consider. And you may say, no, I'd rather make less money. I like that. That's cool too, but don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Don't ever fool yourself. And I think that's coming full circle, Peter, because we started off with this idea of a goal that was really never your goal and you fooled yourself. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm kind of processing this as you're thinking. So I like what you were saying when you, when you went down and you said, look, if you liked your year, and I want to kind of take that with a tangent. If you liked your year, pat yourself on the back. If you like 2021, pat yourself on the back, but also spend some time with like the success of that. The success left you clues. What were those clues that gave you that life? Gave you that, gave you that. I feel like I had a good year. What was it? Right. Was it the time you got to spend with your family? Was it the money you made? Was it the vacate? Whatever it was, make sure that you put those ingredients down on the paper, right? Yeah. And, and and be intentional about making sure you shop for those ingredients. Again, I don't know yeah. why I'm going with this ingredient metaphor, right? If you didn't like the cake that you baked last year, then write down that as well. Here's the shit that happened. Here's the things I don't want to happen again. Here's the stuff I was doing, not doing it again. Make a damn new cake, make a yeah. new cake. But Both are very powerful. Figuring yeah. Out. yeah, knowing, I love what you said. Knowing what you like is a good teacher. Knowing what you didn't like is just as equally a great teacher. You know, you can but learn. Some of a us lot. just don't. We spend so much time on shit, Greg, and we don't spend time sitting in our room figuring out what we want to do with our own lives. Sometimes yeah. we don't. We don't go over this. I'm not saying you have to get this goals and mottos and here's my here's my outline thesis. It's just in the next 365 days, what do I want to see happen? And shit's right. going to change and deviate. But at least you packed the right. You know. At least you packed correctly for the trip. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? You didn't, like, you didn't, didn't just go in like you didn't just go into the forest and be like, let's see what happens. Like, here comes yeah. a bear. Oh, I didn't pack the gun I should have packed, right? Yeah. Like, no one packs mind. in life, Peter. No, we all don't pack. Right. But if Something, you don't plan so, for these contingent things, no. right? You're 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 beholden to become reactive, is all I'm trying to right. say. Plan for the contingency. You just keep doing the same thing over and over and over. And then maybe this year will be the year that I get happy. Um, yeah, yeah, quote, yeah maybe, quote, maybe this will be the year. That, that's hopium. Yeah. hopium. And there's a very famous quote that shifted a lot of the great minds that I like to listen to. And it's the first principle is that you must, sorry, the first principle is that you must not fool yourself and you are the easiest person to fool. That's mm, the problem. Like that. That's like that. Yeah, that's very So what are you important. most excited about this year? Other than, I mean, I know you talk, is it the ranch that you're most excited about just kind of continuing to curate that? You know, I'm excited about everything, man. I mean, if you told me that I had to part ways with my practice, I would be sad. Mm-hmm. Um, there's challenges that lie ahead for me this particular year. I had a big shift in uh, an unexpected event happen in the practice where a very seasoned doctor decided to um, go um, leave. And that that's left me in a short term. You know, I have to stand guard at my brain right now because it's easy if I wanted to indulge in things that would be bad. I could easily go that way. 
Um, but I, um, what do you mean? I'm just saying like, like social media. No, 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 no. Like about surrounding the business, new, the things that just changed in my practice. So I had a plan, people changed and it's, I, I, uh, you know, there's a need for additional help in my practice and we're busy and not, you know, I need to, I need to get that straightened out. But um, so it's a stable in my mind as a stabilizing year, but I have to push myself to know, no, it's not just stabilizing it's growth as well. So I'm pushing myself there. Um, but yeah, like the things that are, you know, do I, do I, am I excited about what's happening in practice? Yes. I'm also excited about all the other things that are happening as well in my life. So I, I want it all. I mean, I hate yeah. to sound spoiled, yeah, awesome. but I want it all. I want everything. I want increased health and I'm working hard to do that. You are um, working hard. My wife even knows she said, Craig's been working out a lot. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, because my body hurt, bud. it hurt a lot. I, I you know, during COVID, I decided to do a social uh, experiment and the results of the experiment are inactivity causes pain, body yeah. pain. So I don't want to play that experiment again. And more uh, than that, <laughs> you know, but, you know, increased relationships, you know, I want to increase, but that's not like a yearly thing. That's like an everyday thing. And I think the year is too long. I think we, we tend to make two grandiose goals. Yes. It should be quarterly. I agree. I actually, should, I even say it's got to be like, I was talking to my son yesterday. I said, it's got to be a day. Cause he's like, he's being a boy and he's rebelling and he's, he's getting, he's losing his cool. So he's in the series where he loses cool. He apologizes, loses cool, apologizes. I'm like, bro, you, yeah, I mean, buddy, I didn't say bro, but I'm like, you know, you got to focus on a good hour, you know, just have a good hour. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, be cool. Piece it together. Day. Yeah. And then you, cause the, the quarter's too long too, because we're too emotional. Well, you know? I meant us as, as more intellectually, uh, emotionally intelligent, you know, yeah, kid but is, yeah. we'd be surprised how on un- un- <laughs> you and I can get pretty hot. And- Perry, I can put together more than a successful hour. I promise you. Well, I just, I'm just saying like, I'm, I'm, I'm chunking it all. I'm saying like, Hey, a good life is equal to a good, a good hour, which is a good morning and a good afternoon. And I've just mm-hmm. made it very, very small chunks. So if I have a good hour, you know, this, this hour that we've been together has been good. That's a, that's good that I'm winning. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at it like now I look at it in a very short timeline. I don't, when you're thinking about the past or thinking about the future, you're actually not living. You're, you're just like either worrying or planning. And uh, what is it, the Elton John, uh, not the Elton John, but um, uh, John Lennon quote, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that guy was what, 40 years old and got gunned down in his apartment going for a walk. So he, you know, we're always, mm-hmm. we're always planning. We're always planning and, and life is happening whilst you're planning. So, um, you know, do I want a good year this year? Yeah. You know, do I want to be economically better than last year? Yeah. But if I'm not, it's okay too. My lifestyle won't change if this practice makes less money for this year, right. you know, but uh, would I like it to grow? Of course. Does it need to grow? No, it doesn't need to grow. And in years past and in prior versions of myself, when I didn't hit the benchmark, like our buddy, Rob, I suffered mm-hmm. and I'm not willing to suffer over that right now. What are you excited for? Yeah. Bro? Talk to me. Yeah. So I just, um, just had a birthday. I usually get very uh, philosophical with myself around birthdays. I had a birthday two days ago, Craig. By the way, you look great for 57. Thank you, pal. You know Thank you. Well, you know, that is the next podcast I'm going to do is all my biohacking stuff. Right? Yes. And, uh, all the crazy just shit joking. I've done he's, in my life. He's 45 and you look like you're 36. 36. Oh, sorry. I got to remember that. Um, I'm most excited about, I've been intentional about creating cool experiences this, this year. And I, I'm a big planner because if, if uh, cause I got a lot of people that I, you know, that are, either it's a family or guys trip or stuff like that. 
But then one I'm kind of most excited about has been on my bucket list for a while. I'm actually taking a uh, dirt bike from, from San Diego down to Cabo, all the way down the Baja Peninsula. Who are you going with? There's nine other guys going. Is no, there, eight other is guys there room going. for a 10th? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, t- help me out. Like, let me know about that. Uh, yeah, so it happens pretty soon. That's been, I've been literally, it's been on my list of things to do for, for 10 years. Um, and of course, like, like you, it's, it's, I, it's foot on the gas. I, I love the growth of practices. I love the creation of things. I like to, I like to create the vision of things. So I'm, um, it's foot on the gas. You know, I have a new partner on board now with the Atlanta dental spa. And, um, I just see abundance all around, even though we're, you know, even though sometimes if you turn on the news and you, and you, and you take in all the things that are happening in the world, you can get very, you can shrink very quickly. So I, I, I very limited with the, the stuff I take in news. So maybe I'm being a little naive with, with my uh, plans, but I don't consume a lot of news. I don't consume a lot of doom and gloom. I don't consume a lot of social media um, because I don't want them interfering with my narrative, with my, yeah. with my directive will. this year. Yeah. It will. So um, there's, that's just one little small adventure tidbit, but, but you know, business stuff, I've got so much, there's so many opportunities for coming. Um, it's almost like, it's almost like, like a, a, my job is to now, even though I want to say yes to almost everything that comes at me right now, uh, my job is to decide, like, is this going to make me or the people around me, you know, am I going to enjoy it or is it going to benefit them in some capacity? And that's the thing. And if it's like Tommy Breedlove, you didn't listen to that. If it's not a fuck, yes, it has yeah. to be a fuck. It has to be a no. And yeah, you're bringing I up something important. To that, my, right? my thing too, Peter, is like, I'm, I'm actually just, if I want more, it's for the team, you know, because my, mm-hmm. our success is I, 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 you know, the, my life is not going to be affected about the, you know, massive differences in the practice, but I do have guilt or desire to lead the team to greater mm-hmm. because I want them to win. So, you know, if it wasn't for that, I would be a lot less motivated. I'm motivated to support the team. That's really what it is. The doctors, I want to see all them crush it. I want to see the, 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 the team crush it. So that's a big motivator for me. Yeah. I think there's something that starts happening for people. Like when you start like focusing on other people and what they want, it mm-hmm. actually winds up being very fulfilling for you. It's a, a lesson that I've heard a lot, but never really saw it in application until, you know, the last five years of my life where I'm like, this is, I want to just see other people crush it. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Um, Can you squeak me into the, all kidding aside, try to squeak me in. I'll try, buddy. I'll try. Enjoy. Or let's just do another one. No, these are great guys. I mean, it's like the great guys, but, um, but yeah, we could, we could do, do a, we could do a Harley trip up the PCH. Now this like, is no, this is no, you, you heard the word dirt bike, right? Yeah, no, I know. I was just, I was okay. pivoting to another sure trip. This wasn't, this wasn't like a laid back in our chaps riding down PCH. No, right. no, I'm, I'm on a, I was on a dirt bike Saturday. We got four dirt bikes okay. in my ranch. So yeah, I'm with it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But if, I'm just thinking if on the off chance, you can't squeak me in with the, the Atlanta boys and we could okay. uh, it's not Atlanta boys a lot of Telluride boys a lot of okay. uh, a lot of some Atlanta boys you know you have to Telluride a lot now hey speaking of uh Telluride we've got our mastermind so you and I are gonna be snowboarding in uh two weeks mm-hmm. uh, um in mm-hmm. um Salt Lake City I just booked my flight and uh Summit um I'm excited about that man I'm really excited about Summit yeah, it's summit. It's crazy. It's, um, you know, we really haven't pushed and obviously it's not even the year, you know, it's, it's, I think it's about a halfway gone tickets are, but it's, uh, it's just really cool. And, you know, and, and Craig, to our point, we're, we're, we're drinking our own Kool-Aid here. 
is that like we're doubling down the successes of the summit, meaning the team aspect is really working. The hygiene aspect is really working. Yeah. Bringing your whole Send team, your team is, a, to, is an amazing concept because that's a superpower in itself, right? I'm talking about superpowers earlier. It's a superpower to bring your team. Yes, I know it costs a lot of money to do that. I get it. Uh, I've been there, done that, right? I've done it just several times. Uh, it's an investment. But, but Nashville's get, also cool too because taking your team to Nashville's a lot of fun and a lot right, of right. It's a double cash. thing, yeah, yeah. But it's an investment. But you're also getting delegate some of these changes to your group sourcing some of these changes because now you have alignment where you're not the only one who's having to row this boat, right? Everyone gets to win by these new changes, and we and we talked about it all on this podcast, right? But I think it's a great place to come learn together, come challenge what you're doing in the practice, what's working, what's not. Like you said, Craig, you're having some fun, but you're also intermixing with hearing you're masterminding with other practices that are there. And you're also auditing what you did last year or the six months prior or the three months prior. And you're agreeing in consensus as a group. Here's the shit we're no longer going to do. Here's what we're going to change. Here's our new North star. Like mm. that's when magic happens in my opinion. Yep. No, I agree hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I think, and that I was speaking to Dennis the other day and he, he went to a, a, a summit out in Atlanta that you were actually at, let it be nameless. <laughs> And yep. he brought his team to it. Um, I said, well, why did you do it? He's like, well, I just want to reward them. And I kind of want to do half learning and half fun. And I'm like, well, why not do all learning and all fun? You know, why not do both? <laughs> um, he's like, I'm like, well, he's like, yeah, I guess so. I just didn't know of anything out there. I'm like, well, what about ours? He's like, so he's signed up. He brought his entire team. He just wanted to talk to me because it was like a, you know, 20 something thousand dollar investment. Um, mm -hmm. for everything but uh, he the atlanta thing i was like how much fun how much learning he's like zero learning i'm like so what was it he's like <laughs> well, it's just... atlanta probably right now zero fun just gonna say it. well no 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 i don't mean that I, <laughs> I meant like the actual content was a bunch of you know influential dentists in their own right talking clinical which i could mm. understand if you were a, but to bring your admin team and you're, you know, they're going to have zero feet, you know, and, and it could be all fun and all, all learning. And that's what I know ours would be. So if you've come before as a guest and you think you've heard this stuff before, if you've come twice as a guest, you think you've heard it or you just got, you know, there's a lot of diminishing returns in your mind, bring your team, stay home or go and hang out. We still offer the 10 times guarantee, even just if your team in, is enrolled. And uh, mm -hmm. that's what I'm most excited for. I really believe that if you and I didn't show up, that everybody would get the same more value um, or just as much value. Cause I'm that bullish on the tracks that people are listening to. Like, you know, Erica with her whole idea about how to take an office manager and create a business strategist. You know how many office managers she's talking to right now? Like I see the numbers. I just don't know what they mean. I'd love to help the doctor. You know how many doctors want to be helped by their office manager? They don't want an assistant. They want a business advisor. So if you can get, if you can bring your office manager to the summit and they come back with like, Hey, here's our plan. We're going to get our supplies to 4%. We're going to get our associate salaries to this. Here's we're the KPIs. Gonna, we're gonna here's the KPIs. When, when they imagine, fall down, I'm going to do this. You're going to do this. Imagine yes. that level of conversation. Holy we just elevated shit. the whole, con and then imagine that night after that, where the doctors are with us, the hygienists are with Brittany and Charissa, office managers and team are with Erica. Imagine what the conversation we've seen it. We've seen when we were at Austin, the legal pads out, people having beers and sitting and laughing together, like these huddles of offices that are just like lit up, you know? So by the way, not to give them, uh, well, I want to give them a shout out. The offices they've been working on, their hygiene programs in those offices are clobbering it, dude. Like I know. 2X from the year before and, and getting people healthier in the meantime. 
Like yep. their hygiene departments are doubling by work. Oh, I know. I know. Gals. And same thing with team. It's amazing. The level of uh, growth, you know, we're seeing it, we're seeing literally. So it's, it's the best investment I really believe. And I, I just want a lot of people to I help you, help you all decide to bring your teams. Please do. No, buddy. Okay. Good one, bud. I don't good. know what we call oh, this good. rant, a rant. We, no, it's not a rant. It, uh, how did it start? How did it start? Well, we should it started just, we should... with uh, the practice that you designed for, the intention and the practice. Yeah, I think your, input, your inputs don't, you know, your your uh, your outputs don't always, in... what am I trying to say? We'll figure out the title. Don't you worry, people. Until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, people.